Hi everyone, thank you for listening to Smyrna Stories, presented by the Smyrna Historical Society. My name is Chris Randazzo. I have the privilege of hosting this podcast with the goal of giving you bite-sized stories about Smyrna's history, important people, events, buildings, what makes them important, what role did they have in shaping this city into the beautiful city we have today. To kick us off, to give context for this podcast, I wanted to give you context for our society. What is the Smyrna Historical Society? How did we come to be? And what do we do? We'll answer those questions by giving short history on the Smyrna Historical Society. So where do we begin? There's no one better to answer that question than Mike Terry, and no better place to record our conversation than at Smyrna's own historical Taylor Bronner House. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Terry. I'm uh, an old Smyrna guy. Grew up here. My relatives were all from here. In fact, my relatives first came here in the 1830s. So my roots are really deep in Smyrna, and I've been involved in the history of Smyrna, the Historical Society, and other organizations my entire life. And we're recording this, in fact, from the Taylor Bronner House, the very historic property in Smyrna. But we thought it might be a good idea to tell everyone how we got started and tell you a little bit about the very first historic society that was formed many years ago and how it uh, was transformed into what we have today, a little bit about the new museum. Actually, you need a history lesson before you can talk about the first historical society. I think that's really important for context. Smyrna, back prior to World War II, and yes, I'm going to go back that far and very quickly bring it up to to uh, today. But prior to World War II, Smyrna was just a little sleepy town, little one-horse town. We had about 1,500 people was it. Today we have 65,000, so you can see how much we've grown in just the last uh, several decades. But at that point, uh, the thing that really put Smyrna and Cobb County and Marietta on the map, the most important thing, was the building of the Bell Bomber Plant to produce B-29 bomber planes for the World War II effort. When that happened, they, uh, they wound up employing about 28,500 people, some of whom came from this area, but many of whom came from other parts of the country looking for work. Well, when the war ended in 1945, a huge number of those folks stayed. And when they stayed, we had to have housing, we had to have better roads, we had to have libraries, we had to have a better water system. And Cobb County and Smyrna in particular benefited greatly. So now let's, let's fast forward. Smyrna's growing. Let's fast forward to the late 70s and early 1980s. There was a group of people, mostly from the Smyrna First Baptist Church, who realized that we don't have an historical society, we don't have a museum, we really have not captured any artifacts, stories, photos, maps, documents. We didn't have any of that. And if we don't, we're going to lose it because Smyrna was growing rapidly. People were coming in from all parts of the country, moving here from Atlanta and other parts of the South. And so they decided to form the very first historical and genealogical society. That's the name that they gave it. Primary uh, mover and shaker behind that effort was Harold Smith and his wife Betty. They started in 1984 
meeting in homes of some of their early members. That worked okay for a while, but eventually they had acquired quite a few artifacts, photos, documents, and the like. They had no place to put them, and they were just storing them in Harold's house. That wasn't working. Harold, being a former mayor of Smyrna, went to the city council and said, we need you guys to help us out. We really need a good historical society, and we need a place to store all the things that we've started to accumulate. Rocked along for a few years, and finally the city decided that they had a building. Uh, on, it was actually the, the Smyrna Health Clinic, which was on King Street, located very near today's current city hall. They weren't using it, and so they said, Harold, you can have that building. They set up one room as a meeting room, one room to hold the artifacts and memorabilia, and another room for historic research. And that worked okay for a while. But Harold and Betty began to accumulate lots and lots of items, things, and they really had no place to put it. They were running out of room. So they went back to the city and they said, you know, we've got this small group in this small building, but we need something better. Well, the mayor, who at the time was Max Bacon, he went to the group and he said, well, I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is we're going to reinvent Smyrna. We're going to grade everything level that's in the downtown area, including this building that we've given you for the museum and the historical society. It's all gonna be gone and we're gonna build it back up with all new buildings. The good news is, that was the bad news. The good news is we're going to build a museum. And what we've decided to do is build a replica of the old Smyrna train depot which had been demolished back in 1959. And we'll let you have that to put all of your artifacts in and to hold your meetings. And that became the first uh, historic museum, history museum. And so they met there for a while, rock along another 10, 15 years, and the amount of, of uh, things that Harold and Betty accumulated was monumental. I've never seen so much stuff. He didn't really have room for all of it. Much of it was important. Some of it was not so important, but he couldn't turn it away because it was all part of Smyrna history. So if we fast forward to the 1990s, the city said, okay, Smyrna has grown to the point that we really need a proper museum and a really well-functioning historical society. Harold's group had uh, reduced in numbers dramatically. Many of the people were older now. They had either died or had moved, and so they weren't functioning very well as a historical society. So he, he worked with the city. The city approached several members. Uh, Jennifer Dixon was one, I was one, several others, and said, can you help us form a new historical society that can support the new museum? The new museum was going to be a renovated uh, 1959 replica depot and that was gonna become our new history museum. They wanted to hire a proper uh, director and a curator, and that role was filled by Jenny uh, Eldridge, who is uh, in that position today. So Harold helped with a lot of that. She went through and properly organized everything. In the meantime, the Historical Society is, is getting ready to kick off lots of programs, lots of things to help promote Smyrna, promote the museum, by now, Smyrna had really grown. Housing was uh, quite expensive. It had gone from the average house price in the 50s of about $35,000 to 
to four, five, six hundred thousand. We even have quite a few million dollar homes. People needed a new good museum and a good functioning historical society. So we began working on it. We began meeting and then a couple of really bad things happened. Number one, we had a, a major flood in the basement of our new renovated museum. Everything that was in there had to be taken out. All of that had to be um, put back once that repair was made. And then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, the city shut everything down. So we hadn't been able to meet for quite a while. We're just now beginning to get back. Lots of exciting things coming your way thanks to the new uh, historical society that's functioning very well in Smyrna right now. I asked Mike to share more about his role currently on the Smyrna Historical Society. One of the things that I do, which has been a lot of fun, so much fun, is I chair the committee that handles collections. And I put the word out to a lot of people, if you have things that you think might be important for us to preserve, you call me. I've been to people's homes. I've met people uh, just in downtown Smyrna, and they've brought their collections to me. We take most of it. We don't take all of it. Some of it really is not pertinent, but we take a lot of it. Some of the, the more significant things that we found that were donated was an iron spike, probably 25 to 30 inches long, that marked the original center of Smyrna back in the 1830s. Someone had that and they donated it to the city of Smyrna. It was the zero-mile marker for our city, and it was not in the museum. Well, now it is. When you walk in the front door, there it is. You look, it's the first thing you see when you walk in the door, and it's things like that that we know are still out there, so I would encourage anybody listening to this, if you have things, if you have documents, letters, deed documents, old maps, that sort of thing, and items, memorabilia, just call us. Let us know. Call the museum. Talk to Jenny. Uh, she can put you in touch with me, and we'll make a determination if it's appropriate for us to have, and we will really appreciate it. So, after hearing about the foundation of how Smyrna's Historical Society began, I asked our current chair, Jennifer Dixon, who was also part of the previous Genealogical and Historical Society, how our current group formed. Uh, my name is Jennifer Dixon. I am currently the chair of the Smyrna Historical Society. I have been the chair for, I think, four years now. I'm in my second term, uh, and I just love being part of this group. I do historic preservation for a living as well, so I absolutely I do it for fun, and I do it for work, too. I've been in Smyrna for 16 years now. I grew up in Marietta, um, and so I'm from the area. Uh, as soon as I moved to Smyrna, I was trying to find things that did involve history and involve preservation, and so I got connected to the group, the Smyrna Historical and Genealogical Society. I became the preservation chair of that group, um, but like a lot of historical societies, it was an older group, uh, and it came to a point where the city did take over the museum, and there was a great agreement there, and they got that all figured out, and the city just needed a 501c3 organization is what it really boiled down to. Uh, and so they reached out to some of the people that had been part of the original group. Uh, and then they pulled me aside at one point and said, hey, you know a lot of these people. Is there any chance that you can help us head up this group and get it started? Uh, and so we got going probably about 2017, 2018 is when we first started talking about it. Uh, and I pulled together people that I knew that were in the area, that were preservation and history people, asked them if they wanted to join. We got a small group going. Um, 
put bylaws together, got our 501c3 together, and did all of those kind of basic things. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and so we had a hard time doing anything after that. I think we had one large membership meeting and then multiple board meetings with that group. But then, yeah, we kind of had to put everything on pause. Um, and then once that, once we kind of saw what was going on with the pandemic and how that was going to work, um, we decided to start putting a push out there to fill our board. Uh, so we have, I think, 15 board members now. Um, basically, it's a, a chair, vice chair, uh, secretary, all your typical things like that. And then we have a lot of um, research chair and uh, outreach and fundraising and those sorts of kind of core parts of an organization that you need uh, in order to keep it going. And so we are 501c3. Our main goal is to support the Smyrna Museum and Jenny and what she does uh, as our museum director. I asked Jennifer to share more about the mission behind the Smyrna Historical Society. Well, our mission is to educate and make people aware of Smyrna history, uh, and not just Smyrna proper, but the surrounding areas as well. Uh, And so as the organization doing that, we support the museum, and the museum has a great collection of Smyrna history. Uh, It's housed in a recreated railroad depot, which is fantastic. Uh, They recently redid it. It has a great exhibit, all different great exhibits about Smyrna. Uh, And so, for example, one of the things that we are going to start working on soon is fundraising to buy a particular exhibit case. Uh, So those are the sorts of things that we help with, not to mention then um, publicizing the things that the museum is doing and the events that they're trying to do once those get up and going again after all of this. And so then outside of that, though, we're also doing our own events and our own uh, get-togethers, our own meetings. that kind of go hand in hand then with what the museum does. Uh, So sort of taking the museum beyond the walls. Yeah, so I know I've been in the meetings where we made some of these plans, but what's an example of a meeting that um, our group will host that anybody could participate in? We've got a uh, April, we're planning on doing a scavenger hunt uh, of Smyrna. Uh, we've got a couple of people working on that right now for, from the board. And basically that'll be a way that anybody can come either online and get the information. Uh, we might have it available at the museum too, depending on if their hours are uh, getting updated and expanded as things progress. Um, but that's one of the uh, interesting things that people can do. Uh, we have a, you can join as a member and we have a yearly membership meeting. Uh, And this year, we have a speaker who's going to talk about the 1918 flu pandemic and how that played out here in Smyrna. Uh, So that should be really interesting considering what our current history is going on right now. Yes. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Well, tell us a little bit about uh, the museum. If someone were to visit the museum, you know, what would they expect to experience? Uh, between Jenny and Cameron that do the museum, they can do about an hour tour, um, and it's it takes you through the history of Smyrna from Native American all the way up to today, uh, even covering things like our longstanding mayor, Max Bacon, and he just recently retired last year, I believe it was, so... Uh, and I love that when it, the museum was redone, it incorporated much more uh, diverse history of Smyrna because it hadn't been updated in a while and it just needed to be. Uh, so you also, you see the Native American component, you see a Hispanic component, African-American po- component, women. Uh, so it's a great uh, 
just breadth of from then till now of Smyrna history. And it's a great little easy path to walk through it, uh, to see great photographs, uh, artifacts, just very, very interesting things from Smyrna. Tell me about why uh, preserving Smyrna's history is important to you. And maybe since you do this both for a living and for fun, you know, why uh, history is important to you. Uh, for me, it, it grounds you when you have craziness going on now, for example, with the pandemic or, you know, politics or your religion, any of those sorts of kind of crazy things can, that can happen in this world. It's nice to have something to ground you. Um, it tells you about where you've been and where you come from. And it just gives you that ability to uh, appreciate that and learn from it so that you can kind of see how this would work going forward. And then on top of that, when you're looking at the tangible history, the artifacts, the buildings, um, the downtown main streets and all those, you know, tangible aspects of history, you get this sense of place and this uh, just ability to really appreciate what's around you. Thanks for listening to Smyrna Stories, presented by the Smyrna Historical Society. If you haven't been to the Smyrna History Museum, then make plans to visit soon. Check out the website, smyrnahistorymuseum.com for the museum hours, and you can schedule a tour. If you have any questions or want to connect with us, just check us out on the Smyrna Historical Society Facebook page, and you can message us there. In mid-April, we are organizing a DIY scavenger hunt along the Jonquil City Historical Trail. We'll share more on our Facebook page and you can reach out to the museum for more info. If you're passionate about history and want to help preserve Smyrna's history, you can become a member by making a donation through our website, smyrnahistoricalsociety.org. All the links will be put in the show notes. Thanks so much to Mike Terry and Jennifer Dixon for being our historians today. I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Stay grounded.